listening to She Said What with your host, Alyssa Harper. Hello, stunning humans. Welcome back to She Said What. If you have not been here before, then welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy that you are here. This is a space for you to come, whoever you are, to become the best version of yourself, whether you need some help on fixing that inner dialogue you have going on up here. Maybe you're figuring out your sexuality, as I like to talk about a lot on this podcast. Maybe you're going through some things that you're working through in your body and you're just like, oh, Oh, I just need somewhere to come hang out and connect and have a friend. Here I am. My name is Alyssa. I'm a Canadian, but I'm currently living in Sydney, Australia. I've been here for four years, so this really is my home. Um, Today we are going to be talking about how to not be a people pleaser. Uh, I grew up religious, and so I learned to kind of pull myself back for the sake of others often and be very sacrificial, which can be a great thing. But if it becomes your whole personality, you walk into a room and you kind of just mirror everyone that you talk to and it can be very taxing on you long term. And if you're a people pleaser, you know exactly what I'm talking about because you end up kind of doing things against your will in a way. Like you don't want to do certain things, but you constantly have this voice in your head that's telling you that you should or shouldn't. And that can be a lot. So what you're going to get out of this episode is learning how to get better at setting boundaries with the people in your life, your workplace, all the things, how to avoid burnout in your life, and also tips in general for the people pleasers and the overachievers. So let's get into it. I'm going to give you guys a bit of a weekly update. Since the last time we talked, a lot has happened. I went to go see Harry Styles, which was very, very exciting because I was a big One Direction fan back in the day. Like, I have a picture of me. I post this on Instagram. If you guys have me on Instagram, a bunch of old photos of me from the One Direction concert that I went to way back in the day. And I had suspenders on. Thank you, Louis Tomlinson, for doing that to me as a small child. Um, I had suspenders on. I had a little One Direction t-shirt on. And it's just so funny. I had There's another photo of me, too, where it's like a weird photo that I must have been taking of like my braids. Like I had two weird braids on my head. They look horrible. It's probably like 12 or something, right? And in the background, there's like a Harry Styles poster, but he looks so young. It's like one of those like posters that you'd get from the inside of a magazine. So funny. So go look at that on my Instagram if you want to. My Instagram is Alyssa Taylor Harper. They're always linked. It's always linked down there in the description if you want to go hang out. But um, that was a lot of fun. Um, The opener was called Wet Leg. That actually really, really liked, but it poured rain. And we were on the floor, so we are like, right towards the front, which was amazing, obviously not complaining. Um, On the floor, at the front, big open stadium, and only, like, the sides were covered by, like, a roof type of situation. And um, we were not covered. And so during the opener, it just poured down. We were absolutely soaked. But, you know, once the time Harry, once once Harry started, it was fine. Uh, We kind of dried off, and we just partied all night long, and it was such a good time. Um, I also saw Muna. If you guys know Muna, it's M-U-N-A. I love Muna. Ah, they're all so hot. They're just like this queer, fun band. They've been around for ages. Like I used to listen to them in high school and they put on such a good show and that was so, so fun. Sam and I went to that, my partner and I. That was so fun. And then I also saw for Mardi Gras, the Veronica's. um, And that was just like on Oxford Street here in Sydney. And that was really fun as well, just because they're so iconic. And so that was a really good time. Um, Other than that, it's all the shows I've been to. This past Thursday? Yeah, I went to a Spotify event, which was very exciting because I started this podcast during lockdown because I had nothing to do with my time. And I felt like I needed a space to talk to you guys on like a bigger scale, you know, or like a longer term type of situation, you know, like our long term relationship that we have. And um, it's just so cool because it's something that I just started and did consistently and didn't even really think about if people were watching it or if people cared about it. I just did it because I wanted to do it. And here we are like a year and a half later. And um, 
I'm like going to Spotify's office and it's like Spotify. That's crazy in my brain. Um, so it's really cool. So I had a really nice time. I met some other creators, met um, Alan Sal from Two Broke Chicks and we had a fun time and they actually did a little chat about podcast stuff up there and so like up on a stage and we all watched it and we're like, yay, we love you. And so that was so, so much fun. So we talked about doing a podcast swap. We might end up doing a little, you might see them here soon. I might be over there soon. We will see. Um, just need to tee that up. Um, but yeah, I had a really, really great week and it's been really fun being like self-employed and just working at home from my desk that you can't see, but I can see. Um, and it's been really fun. And if you guys aren't looking at me right now, just so you know, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can actually watch this podcast now on Spotify. And these episodes are also going up on YouTube, um, just for those of you who don't have access to Spotify. But that's basically it. That's my update. Um, it's been a really nice time. I'm personally in my body feeling a little bit tired because it's been so hectic. And um, you guys know I love to talk about periods and all the things. I think we're enough into this episode that I can mention my period. Um, I'm like in my first days of my period right now. So things are a little bit tired in my body. I've got this weird part of my back that's a bit sore, um, but that's okay. You know, we work through, we make do. Let's get into today's topic because this is something that I've been wanting to make an episode about for a while because I talk to a lot of you guys about this, about feeling like you just constantly are doing what other people want you to do. And this can be on a big scale from like, I'm literally doing a job that my parents wanted me to do. And like, I hate my job or I'm doing a degree that I'm doing because I want the title of what that degree is going to give me. But I don't think I actually want to work in this field. And like, it can be on a big scale like that. Or it's just everyday decisions. Like, I don't want to go to this thing, but all my friends are saying I should come. And so I'm going to go, but then I go home and I'm so tired and I go to work hungover. And I'm like, oh, why do I do this to myself? And you have a hard time with like saying no. And so a big part of what we're going to be talking about today is protecting your yes and practicing your no. So I'm first just going to run through some like quick tips, just talk about the subject. And then we'll go a little bit more into like setting boundaries with like friends versus family versus like a partner relationship, romantic relationship, and how um, all those things can kind of be different. And so let's start there with protecting your yes and practicing your no. This is something that I have really needed to work on over time and I've gotten a lot better at. When I say protect your yes, I mean not saying yes to everything. You know, if somebody says, oh my God, we should grab a coffee sometime, going like, yeah, totally. Like, I'll let you know. I've, ha- I, you know, I have heaps on, but like, well, I'm sure we can find a time. Maybe something like that, rather than saying, "Oh my God, yeah, what are you doing tomorrow?" You know, like feeling like you have to match their energy. I'm a big like advocate for doing whatever the hell you want to do and not doing things that you don't want to do. And your time is valuable. So if somebody is asking you to spend time t- with you and you just don't really think you would connect with them or you're just not really in the mood or you don't really want to do the thing that they're asking to do like oh my god we should go on a run together and you're like what the I don't want to go on a run do I look like I run then don't go on a run you can always be like um you're awesome how about we go for like a coffee how about we go for a little a walk or we go to the mall I don't know a movie something that you would like because you don't want to get yourself caught running beside someone who's a runner just I'm just telling you this now it is not worth it um I used to agree all the time to go on these like it's could you to Bondi walk in Sydney here um and I don't know if I only have maybe one lung I don't know what the issue is for a while I thought I might have asthma um but I can't breathe. I simply cannot breathe. And I will be walking up a hill and somebody's like, so tell me your life story. And I'm like, okay, so when I was 10 years old, it's it's horrible. So I would recommend don't do that, okay? Do something that you want to do. So protect your yes and practice your no. This is a hard one. Protecting your yes is a bit, you know, it's a bit easier because, you know, you have to really give your consent and say yes to doing something. But having to go to a place of actually saying no, like if you genuinely just don't want to hang out with that person or you just, 
don't want to go to the event that this person is so excited about, but you're like, uh, it's not really my vibe. Whatever the thing is, uh, maybe it's going in to do a shift at your workplace that is not your shift. They just need some help. You know, they call you up, you know, when you work for someone and they call you up and you can see it ringing and you go, they're going to ask me to come in. No. Okay. You need to get better at having boundaries. So being able to say, you know what? I don't actually need the money right now. Hmm. Or, you know, I'm really tired. I'm actually feeling kind of burnt out. I don't really think I want to go in for that shift. Being able to pick up the phone and not avoid it. Yeah, I know. Being able to pick it up and go, hi, I'm so sorry you guys are short today. That sounds really difficult. Ugh, hate when that happens. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to come in today. Um, Maybe you have something planned. You know, I just need a mental health day, whatever it is. Challenging yourself to not lie and say that you have something on that you don't, but actually just being honest with your boundaries. It is hard to do, but the more you practice it, and this is why I say practice, the better you get at it. And it is so like, it's such a way to honor yourself to be able to create a boundary. I think so often we don't realize how much all of those little decisions add up to create how we feel about ourselves. And if you're consistently saying yes to people you don't want to say yes to and not practicing your no over time, it you're telling yourself that you don't value yourself enough to protect yourself. Over time, you're telling yourself, I'm a pushover or I'm a people pleaser. And that adds up very quickly and creates your reality. And it's it can be quite detrimental to your mental health. And that's why I really encourage you to work on those two things. I know it's difficult, but you can do it. My next point is just stop saying the word should. I have mentioned this before on the podcast and it's something that I am so much better at now, but for so long, I really struggled with it. Um, I used to say, oh, like I should do that. You know, I should go to that thing or I said I was going to go, you know, oh, I should, they should, they shouldn't have to go alone. They need a friend. You know what? <laughs> There is no should, okay? Unless it is like your best friend's like wedding or they're having a whole mental breakdown and you know you genuinely like should be there for them because you would want to be that friend to be there for them. You would want that, then absolutely do it. But if you're saying this every single day, oh, you know, I should go up and go on a run even though I'm having cramps and I'm literally in pain, you know, or, oh, I should go to work even though I actually don't really need the money and I freaking hate my workplace and I need some time to rest. Stop saying should, okay? You need to advocate for yourself and I would encourage you to try to take a day or two and try to not say the word should at all or shouldn't. Of course, shouldn't is a part of that as well. Oh, oh, but I shouldn't say that because what if I offend someone or, oh, I shouldn't, um, I shouldn't dress like this because what if somebody thinks that I'm ex- XYZ. No, okay? That means that you are making choices based off of what other people think. And that's what people pleasing is. So that's another way to catch yourself to see if maybe you're somebody who does this if you're still not quite sure. Next point is that, and this is an audio. Oh my God. I think I heard this this week on, I want to say TikTok, and it's Emma Chamberlain actually. And she basically says in it, if it's something that makes you feel happy, and it's something that you're comfortable with. And I would add, if it's not hurting anybody else, it shouldn't matter what anyone else thinks. Let's go back to that work scenario, okay? They're calling you up and you're saying, oh, I don't really wanna go in. If it makes you happy to take time off, if it, if you're comfortable to take time off and you, you know that, say financially, you don't need that money, it shouldn't matter if maybe your manager or whoever is looking at you and going, Uh, why are they never helping out? You know, if you are having that internal dialogue right after that conversation where you're going, oh, they think I'm lazy. They think I'm this. They think I'm that. Then again, it's coming back to this being scared of what other people think. And I never used to think that I struggled with this. I always would say to myself, I don't care what anyone thinks. I'm going to wear whatever I want. I'm going to do whatever I want. But then I would be in those quiet moments where I'm picking out an outfit and I would go, oh, is this too much tummy? Or, oh, just, you know, should I wear this? Because what if I go to dinner and then I'm all bloated and then I, I don't look good in this outfit? And then I'm going, do I care if I look good after dinner? 
No. Am I, if I'm having a good time, if I'm, do I care? No. So who do I care about seeing me looking like bloated after dinner? Do you know what I mean? Sounds like a stupid example, but it's those little moments. It's those quiet moments that add up over time and they genuinely can really affect you. Moving forward, knowing the difference between a yes and a hell yes. Oh, I love this one. When you say, yeah, I could do that. That's not the same as being like, that's an amazing opportunity and I really want to do that. And if you are a yes person, and it's so funny, this summer, me and my friend Faith have been saying that it was our yes summer because we were just like, let's say yes to everything. Let's try to go to as many events as possible. You know, let's not be too worried about spending money. Let's just go and say yes and do the things and put ourselves out there, make, you know, the friendships, the new connections. Let's just say yes. And I do think there are seasons for that. If you've noticed yourself, maybe pull back or become a bit antisocial or whatever whatever, you've kind of like isolated yourself for whatever reason. Sometimes there are seasons to put yourself out there more than you normally would, but I would really encourage you as much as you can to be aware of that scale of yes and also like hell yes. And I learned this because after my yes summer, I had some moments looking back going, you know what, that week where I had five events on that I could have gone to, because maybe a few months ago, I didn't feel like I had as much to do. I felt like I didn't have as many um, friends. I felt like a little bit isolated. I felt like I pulled back about, yeah, a few months ago up to, I would say more so like six months ago, I felt like I pulled back. And so coming back into the world, I was like, okay, let's start saying yes. I didn't realize that that didn't mean yes to everything. That just meant yes to the things I really want to do. And I ended up at a few, for sure, um, events or nights out or whatever, where I was like, why am I here? I don't care about this performer. I don't know them. I don't really want to be in a room with a bunch of like straight white dudes trying to hit on me, to be honest. Um, And it was just kind of one of those things where I was like, okay, I think I need to be a bit more careful with not saying yeah to everything because by the end of it, you're spending a bunch of money on like going out, on transporting there, your time, your energy, all of it. You need to conserve it for the things that you want to do. Start to identify in your life what your hell yeses are. And surround yourself with people who will respect your boundaries. This is a really, really big one. Um, You will definitely get, if you are not someone who's, say, 100% extroverted, and maybe you're like somewhere in between, um, like myself, or maybe you are introverted, if you come across an extrovert who is like, come on, let's just go. It's going to be so much fun. Everyone's going to be there. We're going to get drinks. It's going to be... If you are around people like that, that's awesome. And it's it's fun to get people around you who are like going to push you to be more kind of like outgoing and go do the things if you're more introverted like myself. Um, but it's also very easy to just feel like, okay, well, I don't want to seem boring. I don't want to seem standoffish if I say no to this thing. And you need to be around friends that are genuinely going to have that balance of respect where as much as they might be like, come on, let's do this thing. It's going to be so fun. And they're like a hype person. If you say, honestly, I think I need some time to like be inside and just like spend time with maybe um, my family or my partner, you know, my boyfriend, my girlfriend, whatever then sorry guys it just started raining and it just spooked me I was like oh there's a tree falling on my home okay it's all okay it's all okay we are back and better than ever you want to find that person in your life who's going to have that balance where they respect your no and they trust your ability to figure out what you need in that moment, you know? Like, I think you want people in your life who are going to respect that, oh, okay, they actually need some space and actually have this opinion of like, well, I don't want to be around them if they don't want to be around me because I want them to do what they want to do. Um, And I've been finding those people even more so recently, and it is such a relief to have people who get that um, and are mature about that. Um... It's just really, really valuable and something that I feel like you should look for in a friend. 
my last little point here is to be honest about what feeds and what drains your energy. And there is no right answer to this because you might be someone where going for a swim in the ocean and going on a walk and going on a run or whatever, those might be things that really like feed your energy. Some people might feel like going out of the house, going all the way down to the beach when it's hot and it's sweaty and there's sand and it's messy and it's a very uncontrolled environment and whatever, that that's actually kind of draining. Maybe it's fun, but it can be draining for your energy, which those two things can align. Be aware of what those things are for you and like test it out. And of course, I have to mention cycle syncing in all of my episodes because who would I be if I didn't? Cycle syncing is the practice of looking at where you are in your menstrual cycle, of course, if you are someone who has a period and menstruates, um, and realizing what works for you in each of those phases. I have learned that going out and being with a bunch of friends and all of that around the time that I'm ovulating, which is about two weeks out from your period around. It's very like, you know, not exactly the same for every single person, but around there. Um, I love it. That is what is life-giving for me. I'm with these friends who are like making me laugh and we're dancing and I'm like, Whoa, like I feel like my full self in those seasons. But if I were to go do that tonight, I would be miserable, miserable because I know hormonally my hormones when I'm ovulating are way up here. And then by the time I'm on my period, they're all the way down here. And since they're down here, that means that something like this, talking to you guys, where I'm sitting in a chair in the comfort of my own home and I'm just hanging out, you know, that is something that I can happily, happily do on my period because I'm just able to be relaxed and it's controlled and I can just take care of myself. And if I do get like a little spurt of what a spurt I don't know if that's the word a little like moment of cramps I can be like whoa let's take a second you know I have my resources I have the things that I need and so I would encourage you if you're someone who menstruates please 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 go listen to one of my episodes about cycle syncing or read in the flow by Alyssa VT if you want to really get in depth um, or just do a little google whatever you want to do get into it because it is so valuable and it will really help you I'm telling you it will change your life all right Now, let's talk about having boundaries with your work because I worked in hospitality for seven years and then last year I was a Pilates instructor and now I'm self-employed and I'm doing stuff on my own. So I'm going to talk about a little bit about each of those things. Um, But when I was working for somebody, when I was working in hospitality, especially in high school, like the younger I was, the harder it was for me to say no and I I made a TikTok about this a bit ago and I feel like this is a really common story where you get these full grown adults, like proper adults, you know, like 35 plus people who are not that that is old. If you are 35 bibs young at heart. I love you. You're still young. Okay. But I'm just saying you get these people who are like, say 35 plus, and they have these 16 year olds working for them in a restaurant in retail, right? All these different places. And they're calling them up and going, Hey, can you come in and help us out? And Shirley on the phone is going, Hey, can you come in? We really need you. We need another person. This would mean the world to us, please. I'm going to offer you, offer you no other incentive other than can you be here in 30 minutes? You know, and this 16 year old girl on the other end of the phone, it's me is going, um, uh, I just, you know, I have some homework to do, you know, uh, I don't really, or I had plans with my friends or whatever. And I don't think any excuse that I have is a good enough excuse to say no. And so then I would often just be like, okay, I'll be there soon, Shirley. Love you. Cheers. Because I really wanted, say, my employer or whoever in this situation to think that I was like a reliable person. I really wanted people to think the best of me. And if my employer thinks I'm the best at my job and my friends think that I'm the best friend and my boyfriend thinks that I'm the best girlfriend, then I'm doing something right. But at the end of the day, I was exhausted, constantly, constantly exhausted. In high school, you know what I used to do? I told you I I was a religious growing up, right? So on a Friday night, it was like I would work at this restaurant, get there at four. I was there till like maybe 11. 
11 or so. I would go home. I would have Saturday in the day to do like my homework stuff. So in like I had a lot of math and stuff that I just wasn't very good at, but I really had to try really hard at it. So I would like give myself a lot of time to do it. So Saturday morning, do all my math stuff, maybe have a little coffee, you know, have a little time to rest, hopefully. And then I would work Saturday night. Four, four o'clock all the way through. Usually it would go later, maybe 12 o'clock or whatever. Then, this was the most fucked part, I would wake up on a Sunday morning and then I would go sing at church. And I would get there at like 6 a.m., right? And then I'm there for like six hours because it's three services all the way through. And then Sunday afternoon, I would probably spend time with my family because Sunday's like a kind of a family day. And then I would get up on Monday morning and I would start my week and go back to school and come home every day and have homework to do and would have like volleyball and fucking piano and singing lessons and all this shit. Like I was a go-getter. You know, I was an overachiever. And um, as much as I feel like a lot of people looked at me and were like, wow, she does it all. I was like so unhappy. (laughs) And I had to learn over time that being that like type A person who is going to throw myself into everything and do it the best and want to be the best person at it. It's actually not a healthy thing to have, like having drive, being motivated. That is obviously amazing. You know, that's great. But if you're not having a good balance in your life, you're going to burn out. And I would have these moments where I'd be like breaking down, crying, these having these huge fights with my boyfriend. Like emotionally, I was like, coming from this like empty cup you know when people talk about like you can't you you can't give from an empty cup that was me and it was just this emptiness that I felt in this like resentment I felt towards all the things that I had to do in my life so I would just really encourage you especially if you're in that time of your life where you want to do all the things you know you want to have fun you want to have friends you want to try everything but you also want to be like academically doing great and maybe like even physically maybe you have a sport or something that you're into or like a hobby where you're like you really need to use your brain like you're doing music or something creative like yes do all the things and put yourself out there and try stuff but make sure that you are doing things that make you happy um I had a friend in high school actually and he was into rowing and he was like a really good rower and his like mom was very like proud of him and she like I knew you know this whole family really well and she would always say yeah my little I can't say his name but he he was so you know he's such such a good rower he's like family favorite like whatever you know my boy you know how moms that are with their sons anyways she was very that she was that mom who was like my little boy like probably in love with him you know that kind of vibe um (laughs) oh my god and um one day he decided to quit rowing and pursue photography um and he was a really good photographer and he loved it and he was passionate about it and like it was what he wanted to do also sorry guys if you can hear the rain um it's actually getting quite hectic out there so hopefully this isn't picking it up um but he went into photography and I remember she publicly was like mad at him. She publicly was like, oh, you know, he used to be so good at that. I don't know why he quit (laughs) in front of like everybody. And I was always like, oh my God, this is a horrible, but some parents are like that. And so I was lucky enough to not have that situation. Um, But it is very real that your parents might make you feel that way if you are at that age, or maybe even if you're older and even being me, I'm 22 and I still have moments where I'm like, should I do this? What would my mom think about it? Oh, like, ah, you know, I still have that too. And so if that's you and you are still feeling like you're making decisions based off of what other people want, especially your family members, whatever, then I would encourage you to step back, reevaluate. Okay. I've gone on a tangent. We were meant to be talking about work. Okay. So talking about work, Check in, making sure that you are not making it your responsibility to keep a restaurant run by, like, adults 
your responsibility to keep it like staffed okay that's not your it's not your job and um especially if you're somebody who is like in the space of wanting to do something else like if you are like studying you know or you are trying to like freelance something like you're trying to do photography or uh writing or music or whatever I'm, I'm surrounded by a lot of uh creative people in sydney i'm very fortunate to have that and i see so many people talking about this with my friend the other day actually who does some amazing like design work and photography stuff how like it's hard because you maybe work at a restaurant four days a week or five days a week and all of your other free time is you trying to build your business and I did this for however long the last three years or whatever I was there working at a restaurant and then on my breaks, I'm there like working on photos and videos and trying to like build what I wanted to do because this is what I wanted to do. And I'm so fucking happy, like, sorry to swear, but I'm so thankful that this is what I'm doing now. Like, this is insane to me. And every day I wake up and I go, oh my God, like, I'm so, so thankful that I don't have to get up and go like running around, run around in a restaurant um, because I did that for years and years and years and my work has paid off but it's because of you guys, obviously. But, you know, I've really, I'm happy that I'm here. And so I'm so thankful, by the way, just thought I would throw that in there. I had a whole moment today where I was sat outside um, on my balcony and just thinking about it. And I was like, this is crazy. I feel like I need to like soak up this time of my life and just like feel the gratitude because it's so good. Um, But if that's you and you're working in, you know, retail or just something you don't like, like a job you don't like, one day, if you work towards it and, you know, you take the opportunities and you go for it, I really believe that you can do it. Like, I really, really, really believe that you can do it because I questioned myself too for so long. I was there, you know, like polishing cutlery or folding napkins, like wiping down countertops and shit and being like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, why am I here? Like, I know that I have so much to offer. I know that I'm, I have, I'm more than this. Like I'm, I'm smart or I'm this, I'm that. Like I would feel that, that I'd be like, I don't, I don't want to do this job anymore. And it sucked, but you need to make money. You know, you need to do it. And so if that's you, I would just really encourage you that like one day, I really believe that you're going to get there and that you just need to keep working on it. You need to stay passionate and you need to keep going. Like you never know. Tomorrow could be the day that you have a breakthrough, right? Like in a week from now, you could get, a call from buddy, from somebody saying, oh, I really like your work. I really like this. How can you do this commission for me? Or can you, you know, come speak at this thing or whatever? You never know when that opportunity is going to come. And so I would just really encourage you to stay passionate on the things that you are passionate about. And you can only do that and keep doing those things that you do on your off time well if you have boundaries with things like work, right? If you're constantly saying yes to all these people, it's just going to keep pushing back what you actually want to do and maybe that's not that you want to do something for work maybe it's just that you really enjoy painting and you just want to paint at home and you want everyone else to fuck right off then good do it you know do it and make it a priority and tell yourself that it's valuable enough for you to put your time into now boundaries when it comes to freelance things which is like what I do now and the things that you just want to do okay this is something that I've had to learn more recently and it's that working on something 24 7 is not going to make you better at it working at something like with intention and with a set amount of time and doing it in that time really really well and giving your all that's what's going to make you better at it. But if you are someone who doesn't shut off and give yourself the brain breaks that you need, the physical breaks that you need, the spiritual breaks that you need, that energy is not going to replenish. And your work, you know, your writing, whatever creative thing that you might be doing is not going to come through clearly. And you are going to get lost when it comes to your vision. And so I would really encourage you all these things that you do outside of your nine to five, or whatever, do those things in a time where you feel inspired, but also allow yourself to rest. 
when it comes to like freelancing and making your own schedule, you want to be in the flow and that whole flow state thing, you know, you can really get into reading about that and learning about that because it is very, very interesting. Um, But sometimes it's just like listening to your body and listening to what your brain is telling it's you you're ready for right now. You know, yesterday I told myself I was going to get up and put on a full face of makeup and make videos and go, you know, jump in front of the camera and be like, hey guys. Look, yesterday was not the day. I woke up, I had cramps, which I don't normally have that bad, but I just did yesterday for some reason. I had cramps. I was laying in my bed. I was like, "Ah, I don't want to do anything. And I didn't want to use my brain. My brain was like, you know, it was just not there. And so I like did some laundry. I cleaned up a bit, you know, I organized some things. I just wanted to do mindless things. And so I just did mindless things. And then today I woke up and I had the energy and I was blaring Amy Winehouse and I was dancing around the house and I was doing my makeup and I was having the time of my life. But yesterday I wouldn't have been able to show up the way that I was able to show up today to do the different things that I was able to do. So if you are able, if you have the time and you are someone who like is maybe self-employed or you kind of have like a half and half situation, also listen to your body and don't be scared that you're not getting things done quick enough. That like anxiety of like, I need to accomplish, I need to get things done. Again, usually comes with that like people pleaser type. Um, I would encourage you to be aware of when you're feeling that because it's you're better off taking the time and replenishing your energy. Now, before we get into boundaries and relationships, I just wanted to say one more thing about this that Of course, you want your choices to not just come from a place of pursuing pleasure, because I do think, yes, absolutely, you should pursue pleasure in many ways. Um, But if you always do that, (laughs) then you might become a bit lazy. And like, I've gone through seasons where I've noticed myself being like, I just need to relax. I think I talked about this in a few episodes ago, actually, where I was like, I just need to relax. I just think I need some time. And at the end of my journal every day, it it was asking me, you know, what did you learn today? It's in the five minute journal, if you guys heard about that. Um, And I was writing, it's okay to let myself chill. It's okay to let myself replenish. And I was writing it every day for like almost two weeks. Then I was like, I think I'm relaxed enough. You know, I think I'm relaxed. I think I need to push myself to get out of bed now and do something, you know, actually. Uh, And it wasn't that I was literally staying in bed all day, every day. Okay, of course, I wouldn't be unhealthy. It was just that I wasn't like pursuing anything. And I wasn't really like seeing my friends. And I think my relationships were kind of um, like mm, suffering because I wasn't like willing to like live my life and like be present in my life. And so sometimes, especially if you like struggle with your mental health a little bit, you need to have that little like, okay, let's kick in the butt. Let's move on. Let's get going, you know? So I just take that with a grain of salt. when I say that you need to replenish your cup, replenish your cup, and then get back out there because, you know, you want to take life. Ooh, I was going to say by the balls. I don't like that analogy, but eh. It's what we've come up with today. All right. Boundaries in relationships. Now, look, it is completely your choice who you allow into your life. And it is completely your choice who you allow to have a voice in your life. This is really, really important. Okay. So you can have your mother in your life, right? She's your mom. You love your mom. You know, you want to have someone, a family figure, somebody from your family, maybe in your life, unless you're completely cut off from your family, which you, if you are, then it's probably for a good reason. So no shame. Um, but if you are thinking, you know, my family is not someone, these aren't people that I really want to have a say in how I choose to do things with my life, but I still want to have a relationship with them. You can absolutely do that. And even if they make comments like, so when are you gonna do that thing that, you know, mom's always wanted you to do? Or, you know, you got that distant cousin who's like, when are you gonna come visit me in Ohio? You know, that kind of shit. You're like, look, I'm gonna make decisions for me at the end of the day. I have to, because if you are constantly making decisions for other people, you're just bouncing around, you know? You are literally just constantly reflecting all these different things. And then you look at yourself and you go, 
who am I? What the hell am I doing? What, where am I? Because you're making choices based on what other people want you to do. And if you have somebody in your life, even like a friend of yours that loves to give advice, that, you know, the moment you sit down, and you say, oh, I've just been really struggling with this. And they go, okay, here's your five-step plan. And you don't want their weird five-step plan. Then first of all, you can just go, okay, thank you so much. I'm thinking what I might do is this and then you know, you can move on in the conversation. Or if you want to be proactive about the relationship and not let resentment build up, you can always communicate, hey, I think right now I just need someone who's going to hear me out and say, yeah, your situation sucks. That is really hard. How does it make you feel? What do you think you want to do going forward? Maybe that's all you need. And maybe you should tell them that that's what you need rather than allowing them to go on and try to give you all this advice when you don't really want advice. Um, I think it's really important in our relationships to make clear what is okay and what's not okay. Um, and I know that she would be fine with me saying this, but this is a conversation that my mom and I had to have because as you grow up, it's hard. It's a hard conversation. Like that mother-daughter relationship, mother-son, maybe father-son, whatever it is. Like it's a hard season to go through for us as the children <laughs> and for them, the parents. They are watching these people who have relied on them for their whole lives suddenly go, I'm going to make my own decisions. Thanks, mom and dad. Bye. That's scary for them. You know, that, that purpose, that sense of what, you know, I've been putting myself into for almost 20 years now is just like, okay, thank you. I'll see you at Christmas or like whatever, you know, or hopefully more than that. But <laughs> it's just that thing of like, that's really scary for them. That's a transition they have to go through on their own. And then we're going through transitions of who am I becoming? And you might be in your thirties and you might be still feeling like you're doing that. And that's totally fine. Or you might not have even moved out of the house yet. And this is maybe something more so that you're preparing for, but just know that that coming out and needing to kind of figure out who you are is totally fine. And if there's like this uh, issue between you and your parents, or it feels a bit like, a bit like rough, then that's okay. And that's actually so, so, so normal. And with my mom and I, I had to at one point say to her, hey, like, I really appreciate that you love that I was like a singer all of growing up or whatever for this is just one example because obviously we've had lots of these things come up but um I, I was a singer growing up and I did all these like gigs and I like you know sang in the church you know I was very into it and then eventually I started focusing on other things and I still love singing I sing constantly like I said I was just running around my house singing Amy Winehouse and just like full like belting like I, I still love it I can I have a piano right there you know, I play piano. I, I still love it and I still do it. I just don't really want to do it as a job. Like, I just don't. Like, I love it. I don't feel like I've given up on my dreams. I just don't, I don't want to do it, you know? And so I had to say to her, like, I love this thing. And I want you to know that I'm so thankful that you put me through all these like lessons and, you know, you financed that and you encouraged me through that. And you came and watched my performances and, you know, you encouraged me in that way. And I love that. And I'm so, oh, it's getting bright in here. Hello. And, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for that. But I just, every time you send me a video of me like singing or every time you say like, oh, when are you going to be singing next? It makes me feel like I'm not good enough. It makes me feel like I'm not doing enough. And like, you aren't proud of me. And like, I've like failed you or something. And so um, these are these conversations that we have to have with our family and these relationships that, you know, you need to be honest because, the alternative, and this is a very sad alternative and a very common alternative, is that you don't communicate how it's been a frustration for you. And then this resentment builds up and then you don't actually have a relationship with those people. And then you end up being that person that, you know, only sees your family over Christmas or not at all or and that that's also hard for you. And so I would encourage you to step back and be aware. Where do I need to actually tell people in my life like I'm kind of struggling with how you speak to me and, and the things you try to tell me to do. And I would like some more space to become who I want to become. And I think I need that to grow. And I would hope that you would respect my want to grow into being my own person, which is hard to do, but important. The last thing I want to say about making sure that you are aware of who you're letting have a say in your life is People will give you advice sometimes. Of course, you don't ask for it, but they give you this advice. You definitely don't have to follow through 
on that advice. And I would be aware of who you give information to and who you vent to. Um, I'm a very open person. I am like an open book. You know, I'll say it as it is. Like, I'll talk about the things I'm going through. Like, I will, I'm very, very open. I like wear my heart on my sleeve, as people will say. You know, I've just always been like that. Very passionate. I cry very easily. (laughs) Like, I'm just like that. And I really do love that about me, but it means that sometimes I'll be sitting across from a stranger or a friend that I don't know very well or a family member that I probably shouldn't talk to about certain things. And I'll be like, yeah, so this person and then having sex and then this thing and then there was this drama and I couldn't believe that like I'm just (laughs) I will be very like open and very intense. And then I look back and I go, oh, God, why did I say that? I'm such an overshare error, you know? So now I look back and I go, okay, you know what? I have to be a bit careful because what I end up doing is I will tell multiple people about certain situations and then I'll be like, oh, you know, I shouldn't have gone and asked all this advice and done all this because now I'm more confused and now I'm more like, God, what do I do? I should have just listened to that like intuitive voice that just told me what to do right away. And instead of letting like the emotion overtake me, and putting off how I'm going to deal with the situation and sharing it with all these people, I should have just dealt with it and like made that mature choice. And so that's something that I'm still growing in, I will say. Um, But I still think it's really important to mention because I've seen the difference between when I've handled that situation well and when I haven't handled that situation very well. And it's great when you can just take it back for a second and go, okay, what do I need to do? Like, what is my, what do I actually want to do here? And then going and doing that thing without questioning yourself and feeling like you have to go and tell the whole world because I love to do that, okay? (laughs) All right, we have come to that time. It is time to reflect. Okay, let's go. I'm going to take you through a few questions. I want you to take a second, think about how you're feeling after this episode, you know, all the information, kind of all the things, the thought points I've given you to think on. Let's talk about how you can reflect on this, all right? Can you think of examples of people in your life who have influenced you in this area? People who have demonstrated a lack of boundaries or even the opposite, somebody with a lot of walls up who doesn't let anybody in. Okay, can you start start to think of some of those people? Can you think, oh, you know, my mom's just like that. Or, yeah, I have a friend who doesn't tell me about anything, you know? How can you become that middle version where you have boundaries that are in place that make sense for the relationships that you currently have, but you also aren't closing yourself off to everyone, all right? Are you a people pleaser? If you're listening to this episode, you probably are. Uh, Are you a bit of a pushover? You know, are you easily convinced? What challenges has this brought you? (sighs) I know. I know. Has this has this made you go, ooh, yeah, that's me. Yeah, I walk into this space and I just want everyone to be excited that I'm there. And, you know, I want everyone's validation. Where does that validation come from? You know, should does that come from other people? That is that how you get on with your day that people are making you feel like you're worth being in those spaces? Or do you need to work on finding that validation from within? Does that need to come from a part of you that says, I'm actually allowed to be myself in any space. I'm allowed to walk into any room and fully be there and take up space. You know, I'm allowed to ask questions and be present as myself, whether that means that I'm going to be a bit more to myself that day or I'm going to be super outgoing and maybe a little bit too much and people might say I'm too much. Are you actually allowing yourself to be in spaces fully as yourself or as are are you showing up and just mirroring everybody and just trying to fit in? Because if you are, that can be so taxing on you emotionally and it can drain you socially. Are there a lot of things you feel you should do? Do you often feel like you're doing things against your will? Is that because you have to do these things or is it fear-based? For example, what if they think I'm boring for not going out? Or what if my boss thinks that I'm not a hard worker? Is that your internal dialogue? And if it is, how can you start to affirm for yourself that you are a hard worker or you are a good friend or you aren't boring? Like really starting to believe that you are allowed to say yes 
to the things that are a hell yes and no to the things that are just a no and that that's okay. And that if anybody in your life doesn't want to be around you because you are respecting your self-worth and listening to that intuitive voice, the things that you actually want to do in your life, then that is not a good friend. That is not a good person for you. And I can tell you from experience that there are people in your life that are absolutely going to get bothered by you stepping into who you really want to be, right? Because if you have a friend who is constantly just mirroring you and making you feel good and telling you that you're the best and being your hype person and never telling you that you're wrong and never encouraging you to be better, of course, you're going to be like, this is the best person in the world. They're amazing. They think I'm amazing. You know, I can see why that would be amazing and people would probably think that you're awesome. But if you don't feel good at the end of the day, if you feel like you are pushing through and just trying to be the best for everybody else, you're not going to have real relationships with those people, you know? Resentment is going to build up and there is going to be this like lack of true connection because you're not going to open up about the things that you actually struggle with. It's, it becomes like a bit of a facade, like a bit of a play, a bit of a... Like it just becomes fake, you know, and I think a lot of people end up living that way. And it's really quite sad because at the end of the day, we're drained and we aren't fulfilled and we aren't actively making choices to work towards the things that we actually want to do with our lives. We are just trying to be really good at that one choice that we made to do that degree or to work at that place that we don't even like. So what can you do? What can you do to start to work towards building life that you actually love and being around people that actually respect you enough for you to be able to be you? I hope that you got something out of today's episode. Um, I didn't really know how this episode was going to end up feeling like, how it was going to be, um, but I just really wanted to speak to the people who feel like they aren't owning their lives and I want you to feel like you can own your life and take control and like take it by the reins and just be that person who really makes choices based off of what they love and want and are excited about. Um, so please let me know if you guys have any questions, if you want to have a little chit chat. At the moment, I am answering all my DMs on Instagram. So I'm answering every single one of them, unless obviously they're like inappropriate or something like that. <laughs> um, but I'm answering everybody and just really focusing in on like chatting with you guys and really like being in this community. Um, but something that's really exciting that's coming up is my website that I'm building right now where there's going to be an option for you guys to go on and send through questions anonymously. So I've actually started that this week and it's looking beautiful and I'm loving it. Um, but you guys are going to be able to go on there, ask questions, and it's going to become a segment on the podcast. So at the end of every podcast, once we have that going properly, um, it's going to be at the end of every single episode where I'm just going to go through a few questions that you guys have sent in. Maybe it's going to be a whole like paragraph, which these are the kind of DMs I get a lot of the time. And this is why I'm doing this, um, where it's like, you know, I'm going through all this. I'm feeling I might be, you know, struggling with my sexuality or this thing with my boyfriend or whatever. And we have a whole uh, chat about it. And I've just been chatting with you guys and being like, you know what, if somebody's struggling with this, then somebody else is obviously struggling with this as well. And I just feel like you guys would get a lot out of hearing these conversations and these kind of realizations that me and others are coming to as we have these chats. And so I would love to be able to open that up and bring that in as a segment. So that's something we're going to be doing. So be on the lookout for that. And if you guys want to connect with me on Instagram or TikTok, it's Alyssa Taylor Harper, which is linked in today's episode. And we also have a Facebook group. It's called the She Said What Facebook group, podcast group, something like that. Um, and you can just go fill out the quick little form just to make sure you answer the questions. Cause if you don't answer the questions, then I can't let you in because I just want to make sure that it is a safe space for everybody to be able to come and chat and work through some stuff together and get, of course, updates on everything that's going on around these parts. Um, but that's it guys. Thank you so much for coming today and for listening in and I will see you next week. Have a lovely day. Bye guys.